The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences and is suitable for all ages. Hi, I'm Sophie Aldred and I play Sophie in Strangeness in Space. I was the manager of a NASA Space Center gift shop until I met Trev and Simon, two idiots claiming to be a 1980s style synth pop duo called Pink Custard. We're now stranded in space with a stressy computer robot called Lemon on board a damaged spacecraft, lost in a distant universe, orbiting planet Mirth. Will we ever get home? This is episode four, Pet Shock Boys, in which we meet an alien entity called the Puppy Master, played by Patterson Joseph. Thanks for listening. I don't know if anyone's receiving this, or ever will. Nothing works on this ship. But I just want my family to know. I miss them. I hope one day we'll be together again. The ship has been adrift, orbiting this mad planet for months now. Simon and Trevor's sweet, but really, really... Really stupid. I'm trying to stay positive, but I fear we'll never make it home. Lemon? Is that you? I'm happy. Hope you're happy too. Because it's time for strangeness! In space. Space. And welcome to the fourth episode of Strangeness in Space. May the fourth be with you. Fourth! <laughs> Strangeness in Space is brought to you, of course, by our kind sponsors, Thorleys. In fact, I have a statement here from their CEO, Thorland Thorley III. He's northern, I think, so bear with. Uh, hello, I'm Thorland Thorley III. My family business, Thorleys of Wahoo, Nebraska. Oh, gosh, he's American! My bad! My bad! Oh, well, here goes. My great 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 grandfather, blah blah, sump pumps and blah blah blah, farmyard waste, uh, pig worm powders and chocolate chews, etc. etc. are proud to sponsor Strangeness in Space. So there you have it. Thank you, Thorl and Thorley the Third. Very generous. Very generous. Now, let's get straight into the action. You might remember from episode one that Trev and Simon and Sophie adopted an alien Dayglo puppy after it hatched out of an egg. Ha! Well, quel surprise! It's proving to be a bit of a handful. Over to you, Maddie. Interior. Spacecraft. Deep space. I say deep, but it's more outer and then left a bit. Can anyone speak Dayglo alien egg puppy-ish? I don't know what he wants. Maybe he wants a Thorley's chocky chew. 
maybe not. Perhaps he's trying to say that he is a she. Well, is he? Is she? Lemon? Egg hatching Dayglo alien space puppies may be neither male nor female. Well, either way, it's time we gave this little cutie a name. Then may I suggest something androgynous? Don't be daft. That's far too long. How about Susan? No. How about Dave? No. How about <gasps> Hubble? 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 Bit random. Isn't that a telescope? Yes. Named after Hubble, the most important observational cosmologist of the 20th century. And so, the perfect name for a squealing dayglow alien space puppy. I think Hubble's in trouble. Oh, I hope you're okay. You don't sleep, you don't eat. What do you do? You don't sleep, don't eat. What do you do? And it does that a lot. And that really worries me. Warning. Unpredictable alien activity detected. Uncategorized biomechanic transformation in progress. Please stand clear. Oh, why can't it be like a normal puppy and just chew the furniture or wee on the floor? You've got to be flipping kidding. It sounds like it's about to turn itself inside out. Affirmative. Look. It's got metal innards with cogs. Lemon, what's happening? Data indicates we are witnessing a previously unclassified process of alien transmutation. You mean it's like a transformer? Affirmative, but without the copyright issues. Its insides are like a clock. Cogs and levers fused with skin and fur. Affirmative. It appears we are dealing with a unique form of automoviscera. Automowatera? Automoviscera? You mean Hubble is made of mechanical and living tissue? Affirmative. Simply put, Hubble is a clockwork creature clone, or wind-up cyborg. This whole thing's a wind-up. It's a weird-up for defo. A what-up? Weird-up. So weird, it winds you up. Like you two. Lemon, I'm worried. If Hubble is truly half automaton, do 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 automaton, do 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 automaton, do 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 then it will be responding to a series of predetermined instructions. Affirmative, Sophie. Meaning someone somewhere is controlling this puppy and telling it what to do. Who? Uh oh. Now what? Countdown. Sounds like a countdown to me. Eight. Countdown to what? Seven. An automatically generated series Six. of decreasing numbers normally Five. terminates with a dramatic event Four. or explosive climax. You mean bubbles a bomb? Affirmative. Oh dear, that's it then. Oh. Bye, boys. Oh. Be brave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, a countdown to an anticlimax can be used for dramatic or comic effect. Hubble, go home. Hubble, go home. So it's not a bomb. Oh, phew. It was just the final stages of Hubble's transformation. Affirmative. It would appear that this particular automoviscera has been designed to act as a form of beacon. 
please let it be streaky. Beacon, not bacon. Affirmative. A beacon transmitting location data to its home base. I prefer Wix. <laughs> Hubble, go home. Hubble, this is your home now? Hubble, go home. Or Hubble, explode. Great. So now it's a beacon and a bomb. Affirmative. Data indicates that if it fails to return to its home location, it will self-destruct. In that case, we need to get Hubble back to where we found him. Planet Mirth. Hubble happy with this decision. Hubble reverse transmutation. Oh, no, not all that inside-out stuff again. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. Reverse transmutation complete. Hey, we've got our puppy back. Oh, come on, Hubble. Time to take you home. A clockwork fluffy beacon bomb puppy that turns itself inside out? What kind of crazy pet is that? I'll stick with my goldfish, thank you very much, which incidentally thrives on Thorley's fishy flakes. When your fish needs flakes, feed it Thorley's fishy flakes, freshly fished from the scurfy whiskers of a scabby walrus. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, Trev, Simon and Sophie are taking their weird-up puppy for walkies. That's right, I said weird-up, like it's so weird it winds you up. Sick, fam. Back to the action. Exterior, Planet Mirth, shortly after landing. I went out with someone who had a dog once. Vicious little fella, had rabies, so I dumped him. Kept the dog, though. Look, there's more Dayglow puppy eggs on the ground. I think we're close to the place where we first found them in episode one. Don't remind me. Last time I was in this neck of the woods, I was up to my neck in featherhead poo. Are we allowed to talk about the episodes like that? Doesn't it break the fourth wall? The fourth? I haven't even seen the first with Bob Geldof. Oh, stuff the fourth wall. Just don't break any more eggs. We're surrounded by them. Bubbles yap slash beep combo is getting louder. It must be getting nearer to home. Feels like we're walking around in ever-decreasing circles. Oops. Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. What? I've got goo on my shoe. Egg on my leg. Yolk on my... No! Look around! Oh. Yeah. I didn't have a rhyme for yolk anyway. Boke? Hey? Uh, what is this place? It's like a maze of eggs. Egg-mazing. Oh, shut up, Trev. Lemon, are you seeing this? Affirmative. Update, please. Data indicates that you are located in the core of an Archimedean spiral. Archimedean spiral? Didn't we support them at Electrofest? No, that was Astro Simeon Spider. Remember, they had a shaved monkey with six fake legs. Oh, yeah. Shut up, you two! Lemon! The Archimedean spiral measures two kilometres in length and is formed of 1,138 alien puppy eggs. Okay, um, do we have a problem? Negative. Data suggests that while the eggs remain unhatched, you are in no danger. Oh, dear. Exterior. Planet Mirth. In the middle of an egg nest. Just as all 1138 of them start to hatch. It's a bit like that scene in Alien, 
but without the copyright issues. They're all hatching. Don't panic, boys. We'll be fine as long as we keep very still. Should have told Hubble. Hubble, here, boy, girl, thingy. Too late. We've had it. Get ready for Puppy Geddon. That's a lot of puppies. Well, at least they're in puppy form and not transmuting into bombs. That's a lot of bombs. Enough to destroy this entire planet ten times over. Maybe eleven. That's it then. We're goners. I thought you were a city supporter. Not goners. Goners. How about gooners? Oh, shut up, you two! This is it. The planet's about to blow up. Bummer. Time for one last song, though. A song? Yeah. Let's do it. We've got a puppy called Hubble. Now we're in a heap of trouble. He's not quite what a puppy should be. Cause he's gonna blow up you and me. This puppy's not a typical pet. I think we better take him to the vet. He's soft and cute, but he can't hide. That he's got something ticking inside. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a sieve. Puppy bomb, he goes tick, tick, tick. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a ball. Puppy bomb, he's gonna kill us all. His terabytes are bigger than his bark. So please don't take this puppy to the park. This little doggy is a cause for alarm. Cause he's a mega mutt intent on causing maximum harm. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a stick. Puppy bomb, he goes tick, tick, tick. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a ball. Puppy bomb, he's gonna kill us all. Automaviscera, automaviscus, a message to your brothers and a message to your sisters. Automaviscera, automaviscus, don't take him out for walk, isn't done ever feeding biscuits. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a stick. Puppy bomb, he goes tick, tick, tick. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a ball. Puppy bomb, he's gonna kill us all. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a stick. Puppy bomb, he goes tick, tick, tick. Puppy bomb, don't throw him a ball. Puppy bomb, puppy bomb, he's gonna kill, kill us all. Puppy bomb. Oh, thank goodness. It could be a bit more positive. It was our last song. It's not your last song. Hey. Unfortunately. What do you mean? We're not going to die. Why? Because look. They're not turning into bombs. Oh, you're right. They're not. They're, they're climbing on top of each other. They're turning themselves inside out and clicking together. Yes. Each puppy is locking itself into place as a single component of something much bigger. Something much bigger, like a... A giant robot man. 
Arrêtez maintenant A giant robot Frenchman Say something, Sophie Oh, uh, um, oh, uh, Bonjour Où est mon nez What did he say? Où est mon nez I think he said Où est mon nez Monet, the painter dude. Yeah, where is he? Yeah, yeah. Monet, Monet, Monet. Where are you, dude? No, 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 no. I think he's saying, "Where's my nose?" <laughs> hey, look, he's got no nose. He's got no nose. How does he smell? There will now be a five-second silence for the punchline to that joke, which passed away sometime in the mid seventies. Thank you, Jeremy. That was very moving. You're welcome, Bounty. And now, back to the action. In case you're wondering, it's terrible. A giant Frenchman, eh? Sounds like my kind of guy. Sophie, ask him who he is. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> who are you, giant Frenchman? I could have said that. I am the Puppy Master. Oh, you mean like the Puppet Master? Yes, but without the copyright issues. So you control all these puppies? Oui, je suis les puppies. The puppies are me, and I am them. Oh, so many questions. Like, um, how? Each puppy is made of cogs and springs, and in turn, each one is a different walking part of me. Yes, but like. Uh, how? These cogs and springs were all that remained from an experimental clockwork rocket developed by Achille Rocco. Achille Rocco? The 19th century French clockmaker famed for his development of perpetual calendar mechanisms. The very same, ma petite je sais tout. How do you know that? I did A-level cogography. Cogography? Yes, cogography. Goodness, pardon my French, but... What a load of ballons! There's no such thing as cocography. However, Achille Broco was, in fact, a real man, a real Frenchman who really did make clocks in the 19th century and really did develop the perpetual calendar mechanism. I very much doubt he made a clockwork rocket, but for the sake of this ridiculous episode, he did. Broco's clockwork rocket flew up to planet Earth, crashed and fell to bits. So there you have it. Continue, s'il vous plaît. So, you were created from the broken parts of a crashed clockwork rocket. Oui, every cog and spring. But what is even more amazing, each cog and spring is made from Broco's other incredible invention, cognitive metal. Cognitive metal? You mean metal that can think? Oui. His metal clock parts had the power to think, to remember, to learn. Cognitive cogs. Cool. And so, over 150 years, those metal components learnt to create... Wow. Hang on. What, we're supposed to believe that a bunch of cogs and springs from 19th century Earth learnt to make themselves into day-glow eggs that hatch into alien puppies, which then turn into a giant French robot man? Yes. Have you never watched Doctor Who? Fair enough. But what about your nose? Ah, you noticed? 
the missing link. Ladies, there is my nose. Hubble? Oui, Hubble, as you call him. Here, boy. No! I need my nose. Come to Baba. You thought he was your pet? No, he is mine. He knows his place. <laughs> knows his place, so funny. Now, let the sniffing commence. Ooh, has anyone got a tissue? What a weirdo. Come on, boys, let's get out of here before he sneezes. He needs Thorley's giant robot man-sized tender tissues. Landlin line from the legs of the bighorn, the biggest sheep for the biggest sneeze. Oh well, I guess that's the end of that episode then. Nothing bad happened, the French robot got his nose back and Hubble didn't blow up. Jolly good. That's very true, Bounty, but... Oh, Jeremy, now what? Can't you keep your... But to yourself! Sorry, Bounty. It's just that Sophie's rather fond of Hubble, and I know some of the listeners are too. <sighs> what a bunch of softies. All right. Back to the action then. But quickly, please, or the Thorley's bigwigs will be grinding my gears about overrunning without plugging Thorley's puppy poop bags or puppy body pet wipes for poopy puppy bodies. Ha! Do you see what I did there? It's done! Carry on. Planet Mirth. Pod Doorway. Just before takeoff. Minus one pet puppy. Oh, diddums. Oh, I'm going to miss little Hubble. I know, Soph, but try not to think of it as losing a beloved pet. Yeah, more like losing a randomly unpredictable clockwork dayglow alien egg puppy bomb. It's the puppy master! Quick, get in the pot! No, madame, monsieur, attendez! Wait! I have something for you! We don't want your giant bogey! No, it is no bogey! It is this! No, it is not Abul. Abul is my nose. This one is a part of me I do not need. What? Not. He's Johnson. No, my petite pomme de terre. My appendix. Of course. The appendix. A blind-ended tube connected to the cecum, located at the junction of the small and the large intestine, with an apparent lack of specific importance and function. Three cheers for Wikipedia. If humans don't need one, I'm sure a giant French robot man can live without an appendix. Exactement. I don't need it. Skip it. I want you to have it. Feels like we're just getting the leftovers. Qu'est-ce que vous avez dit? Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. How about au revoir? Good idea. Come on. Au revoir. Jusqu'à ce que nous nous reverrions. Oh yeah, Sam uh, plan pour moi. Je ne regrette rien. Michel Mabel. A bientôt. Happy National. That's enough of the silly French jokes, thank you. We've definitely reached the end now. Well, actually, Bounty, not quite. 
Oh, yes, I nearly forgot. Don't switch off yet, Mirthlings, or you'll miss what we media types call a teaser. It's coming up right after the credits. Isn't that right, Jezza? Yes, Bounty. A post-credit teaser, which picks up where this episode began with Sophie alone in the diary room. How very exciting! In the meantime, do pardon my French as I suck on a Thorley's French-speaking pastille. When you need to speak French, you need to suck Thorley's French-speaking pastilles. Each pastille contains a variety of random French phrases immediately available upon sucking. Mm. Thorley's French-speaking pastilles, the perfect solution for all your je ne sais quoi savoir faire avec une pomme de terre needs. Do have one, Jeremy. Mm. Merci, Bounty. Oh, que tu m'énerves! <laughs> and with that, it really is time to say goodbye. Don't forget to listen to the end. For now, it's au revoir and Abbey National, and join us next time for more. Fromage dans la bibliothèque! Episode 4, Pet Shock Boys, is written by Trevor Neal and Simon Hickson and stars Trevor Neal, Simon Hickson and Sophie Aldred as Trev, Simon and Sophie, with David Allen as Jeremy, Barnaby Edwards as Lemon, Doom McKeegan as Bounty Flightingale, Sarah Madigan as Maddie, Isabel Collingwood as Hubble, and with special guest Patterson Joseph as the Puppy Master. It's produced by me, Claire Eden, with a soundscape designed by Dave Polzer. Thanks also to Jim Armstrong, Blair Productions, Soho Square Studios and Toby Robinson for their help in recording. Music is by Trevor Neal and Dave Polzer and lyrics are by Trevor Neal and Simon Hickson. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please spread the word any way you can and if you'd like to help us fund more, have a look on the crowdfunding section on the website see if anything takes your fancy. Here are the people who bought In Space, Everyone Can Hear Your Name and Now You Can. So over to them. Chrissy Scarboy Sharp Nikki Ship. Mark Who 42.net Ina Chester Flo White Andrew McIntyre Ted Blair Joshua S. Johnson Keith Roberts Timothy and Lottie Riggs Dean Hill Robert Ross.co.uk Chris King Mavi Vasquez Jack Cousins Lee Anderson Crafty Tales Jenny Jesse and Jonah Cox Eliza and Billy Douglas Steve Dainton Kevin West Paul Howard Bernard and Rhoda Branigan Strangeness in Space is entirely crowdfunded by its fans people like me Chrissy Boy Sharp come with us Merflins find out how at strangenessinspace.com Interior, spaceship, diary room, post-credit teaser, or appendix. <laughs> Genius.
you're a cutie little puppy. And you'll be safe here with us. Lemon, is that you? Affirmative. Forgive me for intruding, but I have been working to repair the ship's temporal messaging network, and it would appear I've succeeded. Really? Oh, Lemon, that is fantastic. Unfortunately, the system only operated for a brief moment. Temporarily, so to speak. But you managed to send a Mayday signal. Negative. (sighs) But while the network was active, I did receive a message. What? What? Who from? Where? I managed to save it on the utility drive. It breaks up intermittently, but... I will leave you to listen. Activating playback now. Message received. Sophie! If you're receiving this, be assured we're coming to find you. We need to bring you home. But... We believe we have finally located your position in both space and time. You may be struggling to understand how I am able to talk to you like this. We can't be sure, but we suspect your space-time orientation sensors are not functioning correctly. Nothing is functioning correctly on this ship. You've been away from us now for years. Years? Sophie, I'm coming to find you. Just remember. End of message. No, wait. Select activate to hear the message again. Dad. Dad. <laughs> <laughs>